This show is about sexual awareness and contains language which is meant for above 18s. Hello everyone, you are listening to The Orgasm Coach with your host Michael Charming. What about you who are listening to this? Are you ready friends? Are you ready to turn on your life and amplify your orgasm? Because it's time. It's time to increase your happiness. It's time to have more pleasure and experience those juicy, nourishing and expansive orgasms. It's time to deepen your relationship, your connection and get your desires fulfilled. If you are ready to let go of shame and take the next step, if you are ready to take your relationship and sex to the next level, if you are ready to have more connection, intimacy and abundance of love, then it's time to amplify it with the orgasm coach our today's guest is cordelia cordelia's background is in performing arts her passion for embodiment came through her training in opera which made her understand how deeply the body is connected to the psyche after years of working with voice and expression she started her own business you and your voice to help people connect to their core find their voice and become more fully expressed she has worked with executives and politicians, coaches and body workers. Sometimes she also worked at the Actors Temple and the Actors Center here in London. In today's show, we'll get to learn how to use voice so that it fills us with pleasure. We will get to know what embodiment means and what human experience actually feels like when we live from whole body. Cordelia will share how does voice helps someone in releasing trauma or stuck energy. What does sound during sex signify and tips on how people can connect to their voice. So without further ado, let's get the show started. Welcome to another episode of The Orgasm Coach uh, by Michael Charming. And today we have our guest, a very amazing guest, Cordelia. Um, I have known Cordelia for almost six years now. Uh, she has also been one of my, the co-authors of my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. So I'm sure there'll be a lot more amazing information we'll get to hear from her. Uh, so why, without further ado, uh, we'll introduce Cordelia. Hello, Cordelia. Hi. Hi. Um, just a bit of a background. Cordelia has worked in performing arts. Her passion for embodiment came through uh, after years of training in opera. And that's where she got to understand uh, the relationship between voice and body and the psyche. Um, and now she has her own business, You and Your Voice, um, to help people connect to their core, uh, find their voice and become fully expressed. Cordelia has worked with a lot of amazing people. She has worked with executive and politicians, coaches and body workers. Um, she's currently working at the Actors Center and the Actors Temple. Um, but that's a, just, just a little bit of information I know, but I'll um, let Cordelia come and correct me where, wherever it's needed and tell a little bit more about herself. Welcome on the show, Cordelia. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so yeah, basically you named it. You've said it all. Um, but I guess the, the big thing is that... Um, learning opera basically taught me what embodiment is and working with a voice has a particular slant mm -hmm. on embodiment that probably is a bit different than 
various other embodiment practices. So, yeah. It's interesting um, um, how people really, uh, I mean, it's not really very easy to find people going and working into voice. It's a very kind of very unique streams. Um, so what is it that actually made you go into this field? Well, when I was um, studying, um, let's put it this way, I wasn't that gifted for actual operatic singing. I was in a way more physically gifted for dancing than I was for, for opera singing. And so that, that put me on a path of um, learning what embodiment is. Uh, I think we all have very different affinities, so where we're coming from. And so if you're if you're learning opera, you need to really be able to breathe really deeply and really well. And um, that was not something that I could do. <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. You see, I, I grew up in India and uh, when I used to grow up there, we used to hear these opera singers, uh, you know, the Western foreigners opera singers, hearing them in, in the movies and the clips and the TV shows sometimes here. And... Uh, Everybody in our family used to really dislike the opera singers because the voice, you know, the, the high pitch and the tone is like, what are they thinking? But I have to admit, uh, given that I've known you for a couple of, couple of years now, um, I have got to learn and, and really appreciate how amazing uh, the opera as a profession, as a singing is. And, uh, you know, I have had a chance to go do some of the opera shows as well. So, so yeah, I, I, this, that's been a big change, I have to, have to admit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, in a way, I say like opera singers are the, are the heavy weight lifters of energy work right. because because you know their voices um, without any microphones they amplify through a whole opera house. Yeah, and they reach the back seats and and they do that just with breathing and knowing how to kind of throw sound out. So so I mean the level of embodiment. Uh, a singer, an opera singer, needs to have is is like is profound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does what does embodiment means? Um, well, let's just begin with that. What does embodiment actually means? If you were to, you know, um, I have been on this yeah. path of personal growth myself, so I can understand yeah. now. But let's hear from your take. What does uh, what would you say? Well, in in society, I think we we're very much grown up and brought up to um, to train the mind. You know, even kids going to school you're sitting there and you're learning intellectual information and and you know all all the grades at school everything you do is all intellectual mm -hmm. and and we don't actually um pay much attention to physical development as in i mean some people do when it comes to fitness but um we basically become trained to live in our heads and right. completely forget our body oh absolutely and, yeah and and it's not a happy place to be actually because <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean any extreme isn't good but um the thing is um being in your body is where you actually feel comfortable it's what gives you pleasure in life is when you you know you enjoy um, feeling the sunshine or or being comfortable in your body and and the truth is we, we're so we've left our bodies way behind and, and, and we're so living from our heads and we even communicate from just from our heads. And, um, and we, and that leaves out a whole 
like important piece of transmission mm. because when somebody when somebody is connected to their body and it reverberates kind of you hear it in the tone of their voice that is information that is transmitted from one body to another so you're getting not just the content of the words that are spoken but you're actually getting a whole sense of uh, the meaning that somebody is conveying. And that happens when you can, what I call speak from being, when you're lodged and feel your body, uh, you're connected, you're breathing, your breath is deep, and you can even, you know, feel that, that space of connection between you and another person. Right. So is it more like saying that when you actually start living from a place of whole body rather than mind, then you're actually really enjoying or actually experiencing the human experience in totality rather than just a small snippet of it? Right. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Because mm. The, the, the mind, our minds are so quick and, and, and our mind never stops. It's like this constant stream oh, of consciousness mm -hmm. or thoughts. But when you're in your body, you can things slow down, and also the mind is really fast. So when you're in your body, you slow down, yeah. and you get to feel. You feel sensations. You can, you 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 smell the the scents. For example, now you know in the beginning of summer, you know the roses. If you go for a walk, you smell the the scents of nature, and you hear perhaps the you know the 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 wind in the trees, or feel the wind on your skin. It's a very different sort of sensory experience and and the truth is if we've been conditioned out of it we need to actually find a practice to get back into it right so that, that must be a very difficult task isn't it i mean i'm a body worker so when I, I i can relate to you in so many different levels because as a body worker i have uh experienced uh when i really feel myself in a complete body even my clients when they feel it in the in themselves in the whole body uh the level of receptivity receptivity like what you're mentioning about in terms of senses actually really heightened uh to very very high states so which means even though initially it might be the same path you're walking but now there's a quality in it now there is a uh different presence uh though nothing has really changed on an external yeah. side yeah, absolutely. It's exactly that. Exactly wow, that. wow. Um, so you say, you, know, you say that people, um, you, you say people connect to their core, their voice and become fully expressed. Um, what, what does it mean? Um, how, how, does, how does somebody find your voice? I mean, like I'm speaking right now, you are speaking right now. So that's, that's really a voice, isn't it? So how is that yeah. different from the voice that you're referring to or you normally refer to? Well, it's exactly that because um, the 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 identity in the in the mind that we have of ourselves might not be the same as the tone of our voice. So mm -hmm. you know we 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 are communicating or, or connecting just from an idea of who we are, but then on another level we have our voice, and and that's also why people always you know when people first hear themselves back in a recording they all. Nobody likes their voice. It's like, oh, I don't like my voice. I don't like my voice. Um, yeah, that's, you know, 90% of the people say that. Um, and that's because they're, they don't, they're not aware of the self in the body, the voice mm. in the body. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I speak about um, connecting, um, you know, finding that voice in your body because um, the voice in the body might be very different than, than the voice in your head. Right. 
um, you might think that you're you're very expressed, mm-hmm. and and that you you know and and yet when you come actually you know work on with the body and and the voice in the body and the sound of the voice, you might realize, hang on a moment, actually I'm not as self-expressed as I think I am. There, there's um, some there's some modality that goes that says the body talks, uh, which which yeah. actually says giving a voice to the body. Is are is that same as what you are mentioning, or are they different? It's I mean you know I don't know uh, which modality you're actually um, uh, referring to, but all these all these um, uh, things uh, are speaking to that. I mean anything that's about embodiment is going to be talking about the the self in the body. Um, one interesting thing is um, uh, with connecting to the core and becoming fully expressed is like um, we're actually it's not like most of us are under actualized you know so if you think of maslow's pyramid of of hierarchy of of needs, needs you know, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, most of us are under actualized yeah and 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 to become fully self actualized uh, we need to align with that self in the body mm-hmm. and 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 our you know our whole self in its entirety so that's not just thoughts but our emotions our body and everything the body language the expressions not just the sound all of it all, all of, of it that. and even goes into the spiritual body you know for, for those of you uh, who who kind of uh, relate to that and it's interesting because you know you say you know i've lost people say you know i've lost my voice or if um sometimes if somebody's in a crisis they might mm-hmm. they might actually lose their voice i mean even and this is really interesting to think even opera singers you know if they're in a in an emotional crisis um they lose their voices and it's so connected to the psyche i mean it's there are two things like this because you know if you're not feeling happy uh if if your heart isn't like open your voice is going to be shut down and when i say your voice i'm talking about physical voice yeah i mean um, the, the the thing that you mentioned about the heart not being happy um i have worked with quite a few clients and they uh, sometimes uh, share the experiences where they have done something out of obligation. I'm a person who normally don't do anything out of obligation, so I don't, don't really have a problem with that. But of course, when yeah. we don't, when we do out of obligation, then a part of it is not really very happy, and that can be felt maybe in terms of voice. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Come across. Definitely. How, definitely. How, how would it come across? How would how would somebody be able to differentiate? Well, the thing is, what happens is that your voice gets sort of shut. If if you find yourself like you, that make you unhappy, you you're gonna be in a sort of in, in a bit of a downward spiral where where you're you're shutting down um, that the things that instead of doing things that give you pleasure, so you mm-hmm. become more fully expressed, you're actually doing the opposite. You're doing lots of things that are sort of taking your energy or pulling on your energy or shutting your energy down so voice is really very connected to and this is a good example like your boundaries so if you you know um are not clear on your boundaries and and you do something that's not good for you Uh that is going to be like withheld energy in your expression and in your body and if you do that habitually it's like every time you every time you don't do the thing that you need to do for yourself it's like you're adding a layer to that that invisible kind of barrier 
um, that stops you um, being fulfilled and stops the, the natural flow of your energy out. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. Do you connect with us on Instagram? It's mc.theorgasmcoach. If you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. Visit the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you are interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on a side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversation relating to politics, then do check out my book. It is a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. Visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner again with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. That, that barrier that you're referring, um, of course, I think it's more of an energetic self. So it's not something physical that we can't see. Um, as a common person, for, for us, for us, for a you know, normal person, uh, we, have, we have been working in energetics. So we kind of understand the subtleties of these but for a normal person how how will they how can they understand that you know if you were to explain it to them uh what's the best way so the interesting thing is like there's not really a difference between the energetic and the, and the physical so like um you know you might find it for, for somebody who doesn't speak up and doesn't and doesn't say what they what they need they might you know find it even more and more hard to say what they need and there might be a fear of speaking their truth because the thing is the more we the more we can speak from that you know inner sense of self the more we actually grow because we become conscious of the of the parts of ourselves that we that we that we are not aware of because our voice also is a tool for to gain self-awareness in a funny way but you know these things can also be really just literally people can feel strangled or suffocated you know if you've ever been in a relationship or or you've been in a situation with someone where you felt you couldn't express you might have felt suffocated right oh that's, yeah that, that's that's, a, that's very common where people actually don't really say the thing they want to say uh, but it, it maybe because of the fear of maybe you know leading to confrontation or maybe because it can have an impact on relationship but then eventually what happens is over a period of time um there is a there is a whole kind of like heaviness or suffocation as you said uh somebody starts feeling in a relationship so it's not that the relationship is suffocating is that things have not been expressed hence that energy has been building up uh within self and which comes across as uh suffocating in a relationship right Mm, exactly and the thing is with voices i mean lots of you know we all of us i think it's it's ubiquitous everybody's experienced being shut up you know or being dismissed you know as as children or at school or from siblings or parents you know and every time you know know, and and i'm talking on a even on a wider level like if a child is not allowed to express its anger 
then it learns to never allow that energy to flow through the, this area of the body and out in expression. Mm -hmm. And that creates, you know, a barrier there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that means learning to free up that expression. Interesting. So this is, this is something a really good place for anybody who's going to be listening to this, who's listening to this is, uh, you know, um, some places in your life where you felt uh, maybe in your childhood, in your past, where you felt you were not being allowed to express. Um, how did that feel in that moment? And how did that impact you as a person? Right. So um, as Cordelia is mentioning, that energy is not being freed up. So it is being stored somewhere in the body is energetic. So it will come across as some kind of pain, some kind of suffocation, uh, you know, contraction in the body, but um, it's, it's maybe a good, it's a good place to go and reflect, uh, you know, in your past few years in, since your childhood, did your parents allow you to express the way you wanted, or was there a kind of a societal uh, tendency of shutting up the children, as you said. I mean, I grew up in India, and my parents uh, were quite. I, I, I think I'm considering myself quite, to be quite lucky because I grew up in a very good family. But um, I have seen a lot of families where mothers shout at the children. You know, the words like "shut up," "don't speak" are very common phrases being used. And of course, this uh, I think there's a lot of lack of awareness in terms of how that communication is going to impact the child later on in their lives and also the mother as well because she's also projecting that kind of energetic yeah. angry energy oh, yeah. so there's a lot to be uh, there's a lot to be changed in our society i wonder why we we have these things which are very important and never being shared by our school by our family you know but we are on our mission so uh, you know this podcast amplify your orgasm is gonna do what it needs to do and you have your your company your business you and your voice it's a very amazing name it's a really good name uh, what was the reason behind this i mean what was the inspiration how did that come across well because the thing is um it's about so it's about you so you and your voice so it's about the person there and, um, and that in a way says it all because it's it's not about you know it's i'm not teaching public speaking skills or, or, um, you know, communication skills. Um, it's, it's learn. It's basically my work centers around how to use your voice to become more fully embodied. So to inhabit your voice. So to find, to connect back to yourself. And, and there's that thing where your, your voice literally is like, I like to sort of compare it to a bridge because it, connects you to your 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 core so your inner most self and also um to your um to your spiritual self and then from that place you can connect out into the world in a whole in a whole different way so you mentioned that this you and your voice the, the work that you do is not something to do with public speaking but public speaking is also a lot. Um, of course, there are skills on how you present yourself on a stage and, you know, speak. Yeah. There are certain protocols that we follow. Um, but how is that, why is that, I mean, how is that different? Because public speaking, I, as far as I understood, is also about projecting your voice. Right? Yeah, it's just working with voice in a very different way. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, in, in public speaking courses, they're going to be telling you, um, you know, how to stand, what, you know, how to structure your your presentations as yes. well uh, 
sort of real voice coaches uh, probably won't do that much public speaking. They might do some of the public speaking stuff, but um, but they will. A real voice coach will, for example, um, correct um, somebody's voice and how they should project. But um, the thing is, with my background uh, um, and also where I'm coming from and what I learned through my own training is um, um, how much working with voice actually can heal trauma and he and, and really um, fill the body with a sense of profound relaxation and um, deep happiness and well-being and um, and this is something that um, lots of people who you know for example mystical traditions with voice um, have known how to use um, it's um, you know, you see it in, in all kinds of mystical traditions. But um, I'm bringing that knowledge together with, with what I know from having experience with opera um, together to, to basically help people to feel good in themselves and use their voice to actually experience pleasure and relaxation in their body. Yeah, so I mean, everybody wants to feel good. I think it's very important. We, whatever we do in our life, um, the basic reason for that is to actually have level of happiness, a level of pleasure, you know, so feel good through voice. I mean, voice is something that we are born with is one of our um, senses. So um, I'm quite surprised yeah, and, that, that. Yeah. Is, and the thing is like, for example, um, um, with, with trauma, um, you know, if you work like the way I work with people with voice, it's not about, for example, um, having to, you know, hash over your trauma and, and tell stories that you might do with some kind of speaking therapist. Um, and I, I don't, don't mean to judge that. I mean, that could be really good when people need that. Mm -hmm. But there's another level where sometimes it doesn't help us to go digging in what happened in the past. And, and yet through just working with the voice and doing like what I call vocal breathing exercises or meditative vocal exercises, um, uh, through the sound waves and the vibrations in the body, um, memories can be released and worked through very efficiently and, and easily without kind of bypassing the mind. Um, so, so we don't have to go in and understand it, but it, you get the awareness because, because you're moving the energy in your body through the sound waves, right. um, you, you're, you're experiencing things shift. I mean, you, you've just recently told me, haven't you, started um, doing some uh, meditations with, with yeah, voice. Yeah, I have recently started. So, so it's nice for you to share a bit because um, people don't know what it's like. So what's what's your experience with that? Uh, the yeah. thing is, like, I grew up in India and uh, growing up in India, uh, I growing up in a Hindu family. I'm a, I'm a free thinker now. Uh, but then growing up in a Hindu family, we were very, very much accustomed to, you know, chanting of mantras, um, you know, just sitting in a certain position using... Uh, mudras and all of those those places from a spiritual perspective but i didn't really understood the significance why the mantras are chanted in that way uh, but only recently now when i started doing and started feeling the effect as you said that every mantra every syllable has a certain impact in a certain part of our body and it creates a kind of vibration and those vibrations give different kind of feelings and sensations um, that's something i've been observing for the past five six months since i've actually started uh, paying attention into these so um, um it's um, i found a little bit upset that you know um india a place of spirituality these things are taught more from a place of a process driven 
rather than actually more from a place of something to experience with the know-how why you know so that's something just came up well when i was doing that but yeah um but that that's actually really interesting because um I think that's where, you know, um, many uh, religious traditions, uh, you know, have disempowered people because it's never valuing the person's experience, but it's always using some kind of concept that you're adhering to. Whereas if we can drop down and value the experience and, and, and learn, yes. how to ha- learn how to be with the experience and then with sound move, move it in a way that, that is, wholesome and healthy for the body then you get very empowered human beings and and that for some religions that can be threatening yeah Uh, yeah. i i I completely agree with you i mean this has been my um hindsight over the past few years now since i've been on the journey that what especially in india what people what we do from a religious uh practices is more around process rather than actually feeling that embodied experience in your body with whatever you're doing because that's what is actually transforming you and that's what's actually giving you the results of whatever you're doing uh you know in terms of an act um you mentioned about trauma i mean trauma is something very uh very deep it's deeply stored uh is it possible to give an example maybe something you work with the client something that you can share um, how has the voice helped somebody um, to deal with the help, help in releasing the trauma? I mean, you, we, you have mentioned, you know, that um, because the voice is not expressed, as a result, the energy is stored in the body um, and the trauma is something, possibly the stuck energy uh, that's not let out. So the voice helps to release that. Yeah. So first of all, before, when I use the word trauma, I, I really like to say that um, I use trauma in the sense of, um, um more like peter levine uh, uses it meaning like trauma is any time that you in life felt overwhelmed and you were flooded with energy from from a flight fight um perspective and and you felt helpless in the face of it and you shut that energy back down into your body mm-hmm. that is considered trauma so it's not so much what you experience but it's talking about how your biology responded um because looking at it from that perspective we we all have trauma you know and i think in in 10 20 years from now we'll we'll kind of all realize we all have trauma Mm -hmm. so um, and and then what i really is important is um that it's not about um a cathartic experience meaning it's not about some kind of you know having this huge release of something um and because actually that can be dangerous because if if you have that what happens you can get overwhelmed in your body and then you, you shut down again your energy shuts back down again so so um um why the voice is so good for this is because it's very self-directed so directive self-directed because when i work with people they are using their own voice Mm -hmm. and so they can determine you know how how much they do what feels good for them so they are learning to regulate their system Um, another thing that where it's really scientifically proven how the voice is is brilliant to heal trauma is the whole um, for those of you who know, and I know you've heard of it, the polyvagal theory of, of how, you know, our 
um, sympathetic nervous system gets activated um, and can go into overdrive, but it can also go in, then our parasympathetic can go into a shutdown mode. Mm -hmm. And the fascinating thing is that voice helps both those um, responses. So if you are in, for example, um, overactivated, your whole, so your heart rate's up and, 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 and you're red in the face and you're angry and you're wanting to, you know, confrontation or fight, uh, you can use your voice to down-regulate, to calm your nervous system down, to mm -hmm. bring it down again. Uh, on the other hand, if you're in a, in a, in a freeze response, yeah. You can, where you're, you know, you can't move and terror and it's all stuck. You can use your voice to come out of a freeze response. So you would say so like, it's better for a person to maybe cry out, cry out, shout out, or whatever the body needs to say, just provide that outlet and let the body do? Um, that, that it's, it's more, it's more subtle than that because, um, uh, I'm, I don't advocate, um, shouting or, or crying out. Mm -hmm. Um, that's more of a cathartic approach. Um, but just literally by making sound, uh, and getting those, um, sound waves vibrating in the body and placing, and the key thing here is, and anybody wants to try this out, the real key thing is, to place your attention on the vibrations in the body that you are that you're making through the sound. So you're not focusing on the sound because that's a trap. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, only later on with, with when we do vowels and stuff, did we then bring that in. But first of all, you just focus on the vibrations in the body. And, and, and the, the truth is even just that simple exercise, even if you're just humming, that has a profound effect on your physiology, on, on the biology of your body. So because when you hum, the, the vibrations of the sound waves release signaling molecules. Mm -hmm. uh, and these signaling molecules are, co are called nit nitric oxide. And these are, yeah, and these, these signaling molecules, um, they create um, um, an expansion in the blood vessels. Yeah, so they, they, they expand the blood vessels, which leads to a more oxygenation in the body. And that's mm. why people actually have, like, when people are humming uh, or, or singing, they suddenly have these sort of, um, experiences of an expanded self, sense of self, right? Uh, a solid, expanded sense of self, and that's because of these signaling molecules. So, I mean, there's literally there's a there's a you know an organic bio you know or biological reason for this. It's not just some kind of woo woo stuff. But, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. um, so maybe this maybe this also, is the place where um, the listeners yeah. um, they can try this as an experiment. That next time, maybe yeah. when you're maybe when you are in your bathroom or maybe anywhere in a park in your house and you're humming, um, to pay attention to the vibrations that's created inside your body, uh, and then play with that humming tone, you know, with different frequency, different intensities, and see what is that making you feel like, you know, um, and whether you're feeling expansion, contraction, and how is your state changing as a result of that change in that humming sound? Exactly, precisely that. Um, give it give it 10 minutes minimum, yeah? So, so like somebody um, needs to hum for 10 minutes? 
yeah, 10 minutes. To, you know, but, to feel that impact? Yeah, yeah to feel the impact. Um, but I, I um, but it's a really easy thing to do. And, and I tell, I always tell people, so if you're listening to this, I always tell people, you know, do it in the morning before you get up or at night before you're going to sleep. If you find it, if you are a person who can't go to sleep and you wake up in the night and your mind's going crazy, then just do a gentle hum. And it's not about being loud. In fact, you might even notice that when you take the volume back, you feel more vibration. So don't, it's not about being loud. It's just about a gentle hum and placing all your attention on where and how you feel those vibrations in the body. You know, do you feel them uh, in your whole chest? Do you feel them actually going down your arms and tingling in your fingers? Mm. Or do you only feel them around your lips? Mm. Yeah? We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. Do you connect with us on Instagram? It's mc.theorgasmcode. If you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. Visit the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you are interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on a side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversation relating to politics, then do check out my book. It is a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. Visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner again with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. But so, it, so, the, the, so maybe when somebody is uh, lying on a bed and falling, you know, finding it difficult to go to sleep, they yeah. can try the humming experience. Or when they are finding it difficult right. to wake up in the morning, but you know, they're woken up but not want to really get up from the bed, this could right. be a good try tryout experiment to explore and see what comes up next. Um, tell me one thing. So, how is your working with voice different from other kind of body work? I mean, I understand, of course, this is more yeah. around voice. No, but how is that uh, like, yeah, different? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I think we've actually already named some of the aspects. So, so, so the key thing is like, so the the vibrations, the the sound waves that are vibrating in your body, and that is the most unique thing about, you know, vocal embodiment, voice work for embodiment, uh-huh. um, because even like um, breathing therapies, um, there's no vibration, and oh, so you don't. There's no vibration when you do other breathing therapies, like oh, you know, okay. breath work. Uh, you don't, they don't work with the vibration, so it's very different. So you don't have that expansiveness and that feeling, and you don't have the, you know, the signaling uh, molecules being released because you're not working with vibration. Mm-hmm. So, so even from breath work, um, it's very different than that. Um, from other modalities like. Uh, thinking of shiatsu or or craniosacral, they're very much touch based, you know, touch or massage based, which is wonderful. 
but for example, for people who, who might have a trauma around touch or people who don't want to be touched um, and feel they were violated or, or you know, they don't have sovereignty over their bodies, um, voice works a great way because you, you can do it alone. Nobody's touching you. So there's no confluence either. Meaning, you know, um, if, if, if you're receiving touch, sometimes it's difficult to know, you know, if you're feeling emotion, what is from the other person, what is from you, you know, there's this a gray area there. So mm. when you, when you work with voice, the boundaries are super clear because you're working with sound and sound requires space. So, yeah, sound, you know, sound requires space for the, for the energy to be projected out, uh, to be able to move freely. Well, just, and just if you think of, you know, a sound, if you make a sound Otherwise in a huge it, church, it carries across the whole, you know, mosque or church. And but, you, but the churches and mosques are designed that way, whereas the places where we live in the houses, they're not really designed with that intention, you know, so. No, no. no. But you know, it's enough to it's enough to be in a room, and and you have the room to yourself, and and you're feeling the vibrations. Because again, it's not about the sound you're making, but it's just it just gives a clear um, indication of how sound is related to space. You know, so, so, so you sound never... related to space. What would you say about sex? You know, given that my work is all around orgasm and sexuality and relationships. So, what would you say? Um, sound to voice. In a lot of lot of time, I've come across um, female clients who say they don't they don't really make sounds when they're having sex with their partner, or even a male client. They complain and say that their partner is not making noises. So, what would you say? What's the connection between voice, sound, sex, sensuality? Right. Maybe. Right. Love the question. Love the question. Um, so, first of all, you know, as you said, if if the partners are complaining that their partner's not making any sounds, that just shows like how how important sounds are. That the partners are actually waiting for some indication, because mm. sound is feedback, and that just shows how powerful the voice is when they're you know beyond words. It's not about words; it's about sound, right? Um, and and it and it shows, you know, um. I, so I say your voice is connected to your sex. The voice is connected to your sex? Absolutely. Is, Absolutely. That, for, is that for male, female, or doesn't matter? Well, I'm in a female body, so I can talk about <laughs> my experience. I have to say, though, I mean, I, I, can, I can share my part here as a man. Um, initially, a couple of years ago, before I started the path of orgasm, uh, the voice used to come out in you know, the sound would I would just make but sometimes but now actually having deeply ingrained myself deeply embodied uh, voice or sound as you say is a natural part of it it's a natural part of connection there's uh, if I don't allow myself to express then I feel no matter how good the sex might have been I feel like there's something that's still missed but if I allow that sound to come out um, it just makes the whole experience complete and total yeah, right, right. I mean, so, but, you know, just taking it into the realm of voice, like, I, I definitely know that, you know, voice gives pleasure, um, and that is for both sexes. But it's particularly interesting for women, because um, women often talk about, you know, not having their voices, and, and just like, literally just anatomically. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at anatomy, um, the anatomy of the voice, and sexual anatomy, there are lots of parallels, yeah? 
So we have the, the, the lips here, and then there are the outer labia, and then there's the, the, the um, right deep inside in the larynx, we have the vocal folds that are, again, two uh, very, uh, like, like lips, but sharper. Mm -hmm. and, and those can be, you know, uh, compared to the cervix. Um, but what's really interesting is... Are they is related to, to the cervix or they are compared to cervix? Well, I mean, I think this is probably too much for me to get into in this podcast, but um, it's actually really interesting from a, um, from a developmental model. Um, any, any singer, any opera singer or singer will actually tell you that their voice is connected to their sex. I mean, if you just look, if you just look at um, pop stars, the way they wiggle their hips on stage and they move around wiggling their hips, it's because that is our power center of the, of the, you know, life force energy. And mm. that is, that reflects in our hormones. And then if you think of it, you know, when, when boys go through puberty, their voice breaks. And that reflects again, how the hormones are impacting the voice. Yeah, yeah? you're right. I mean, yeah. uh, when, uh, when I went through that puberty stage, my voice uh, deepened, it got denser. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right, right. And, and, and then also, for example, I mean, for example, opera singers know, like, if you're a female opera singer, and, you, and you've got your period, your, your voice is going to be different on the days you have your period. Um, so you have to monitor that very carefully, because you need to sing a bit differently. And it's much more difficult when you're actually, you know, when you when you're menstruating. So, <clears throat> So the voice is extremely connected to hormones. And, and um, those are just the physical examples, but it's also because, um, or primarily because we've got um, right below our, our voice box, there's the um, thyroid gland. And the thyroid gland is like a butterfly shaped gland that's just below the voice box. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it produces it produces many hormones, it, and it regulates um, the the nervous system and the and the um, the metabolism. Um, so when you are actually making sound, and uh, your voice box is vibrating because that's where most of the um, you know um, sound waves are uh, emanating from, and that massages your thyroid gland. Yeah. So it's, it's not a coincidence that, you know, um, people say, you know, singing makes you happy. It does. It literally changes your hormones, which, which links me back again, but the sort of, you know, mystical traditions that have known how to use that, right. known how to leverage the voice to induce altered states of consciousness to, to, um, you know, create happiness. And so, um, I, I sometimes say, I really like this metaphor. I say, um, you know, when when you're feeling a lot of pleasure, you make uh, you make sounds. But I like to actually create to connect the pleasure through the sound. So we're doing it the other way around. Connect through so, the pleasure to make the sound. Well, you know, like you just thinking beforehand, like so people when people are having you know, um, sensual experiences, they will express that in their voice, right? So, so, um, so but now we can use the voice to connect to that sensuality. 
it goes both ways. Right. So if, if you were to give one tip to the couple who are struggling with the voice, what would you say? What kind of can they, what can they do? Like I, I possibly moving, shaking or what can they do? Is there any one tip that you can share that can help them? Well, it depends what, what problems they're facing, but um, obviously, you know, when it comes to couples, there's, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> probably a lot of things that need to be expressed in some relationships. Yeah. Okay. I would certainly uh, say uh, work on, on beginning to express more, um, but that it's a journey and, and I certainly recommend, you know, getting, getting some support because, you know, it's not just about letting everything out because <laughs> sure, as sure. we all know that doesn't work wow it's i'm, I'm just uh, slightly conscious of the time so before we move on mm -hmm. i just want a very quick ones um breath is is there any link between breath and voice because we do oh, a bit, yeah. because you know in, a, in a hinduism there's a prana is everything so we without breath we, we won't be even be alive uh so breath has a lot of important important impact it's the most mm -hmm. important thing in, in life so um what yeah. would you say between is there any connection between breath and voice Oh, yeah, massive. You, you can't, the voice doesn't exist without breath. The breath is the foundation of the voice, but it's, the voice is the extension of the breath, you know? So, um, and that's what makes it so beautiful to work with voice because you're working with the breath, but without talking about the breath. So you're uh, taking that. So, so does that mean your exercises actually involve having people to do some kind of breathings or things, oh, but sure. not necessarily focusing? Hmm. Sure. You're, you're constantly working with the breath, but in a way, never by talking about it directly. Hmm. And that's brilliant because especially for people who, who find breathing difficult, who are a bit asthmatic, who, you know, there are lots of people who say, take, take a deep breath and everybody goes like this. <gasps> They lift their shoulders and relax, you know. So um, uh, working with the voice, you're, you're deepening your, your breathing capacity. You're, you're really opening up your breath. But, but you're doing it through sound and through vibrations and the sound waves. And you're training certain reflexes. So without realizing it, you're deepening your breath and you're, you know, you're increasing your lung volume and, and your heart rate and all of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, there's a lot of information. I have really learned a lot from uh, from today's uh, session. Uh, I had a little bit of information about voice, uh, you know, I've learned a few nuggets, but today's has been deeply, um, le yeah, a great Good. experience. Thank yeah. you for coming on the show. Uh, if people want to contact you, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way to yeah. reach out? So um, um, my website, youandyourvoice.com. So just you and your voice, just all spelled out. Okay, one word, you and your voice.com. Yeah, you mm -hmm. and your voice.com. And, and then what and kind of people um, do you work with or who, who are the best kind of, kind of clients that you would bene benefit? Who, that yeah, I mean, anybody who, who's, who feels attracted to it, you know, anybody who said, oh yeah, voice, I've always wanted to do that. Or, or some people say, wow, that's it. Or, or, or people who have done a lot of embodiment and who are wanting a different angle on a body embodiment because it's just a very different angle when you work with a voice. Mm -hmm. So even if people have done a lot of embodiment work, I, I you know, it's, it's a very different approach to it. What about people yeah. who are going into maybe some kind of, you know, uh, performances or, you know, actors or skills, uh, 
Sure. Because they, 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 they use a lot of voice, for, uh, especially if they're going into a theatre. Um, would that yeah. be something? Well, actors, actors, you know, as uh, like I, I work with um, actors in training, um, they usually oh, yes. have a certain amount of voice uh, work in, in their training, mm-hmm. uh, but they often continue working with voice. But anybody who feels attracted to it, also people, you know, suffering from anxiety, wanting people who are find it, who find it difficult to cu- get out of their minds and who, to calm your mind. So if, so for example, if somebody's tried meditation and they just find they can't, it, their, their minds too active, um, doing, doing this would be certainly more helpful. Um, and you know, anybody who just, yeah, knows that this is what they, they want. Yeah. All right. Okay. So anyone who, feel like uh, voice is something they've been thinking about, they feel like there's something they've not been expressed, or they even are maybe curious about how voice can help with their sensuality, sure. sexuality, or giving them oh, sure. more pleasure in their life, then uh, um, definitely reach out to Cordelia. It's youandyourvoice.com. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Before, before we go, we're going to do one quick five-round question. It's a quick five. If, are, you, are you up for it? Are you okay with it? Yeah. So this is just yeah, all the other things we do here coming. and uh, amplify your orgasm with Michael Charming because orgasms sometimes are spontaneous. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, the first one. What's uh, your biggest turn on? Uh, one biggest turn on in men. In men, um, when they when they really when they can nail the truth. When they can nail the truth. What's the one biggest turn off in men? Uh, Feeling games. Yeah. Sorry, say again. Uh, there was a voice cut. Yeah. Um, sort of misogyny or, you know, sexist. Uh, what's give you? Uh, what's one thing that gives you the biggest pleasure or the deepest experience of an orgasm? Singing. Singing. What's <laughs> 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 uh, what's uh, one sound? Um, is there any one sound that you can recommend to people that they can do uh, as part of their daily life? Humming. Humming. So just. Um, to hum so your lips closed and just gentle humming focusing on the vibrations and uh, what's one thing you like to tell uh, your younger self um, about life about relationship or about even about sex trust yourself trust yourself beautiful thank you so much those are five questions thank you for answering them uh, really and uh, once again and thank you for coming uh, I'm sure anybody who listens to this they will find a lot of great values um, if you want to con- contact Cordelia please do reach out to you and your voice.com and if you reach out to if you have any questions about, about me my work amplify your orgasm reach out to michaelcharming.com uh, until then stay tuned for the next one have, have a great bye bye thank you Hello, dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. If you like the show, I would be so grateful if you can leave some stars and recommend it to your friends or to someone whom you think the show will benefit. Let us know what you think. 
which topic would you like to hear in future or give us your feedback by dropping us an email at coach at michaelcharming.com. Do connect with us on Instagram. It's mc.theorgasmcoach. And just a reminder, if you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. If you are interested in politics and want to have political conversations with friends, families or strangers without conflicts, then do check out my book on politics. Visit the book page on my website for more information. Do check out the courses on the website, michaelcharming.com. Most importantly, if you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. Let's work together in embracing our sexuality rather than shying away, dismissing or disconnecting from it. That's all from me for now. I'm your host, Michael Charming, and you are listening to The Orgasm Coach. See you again soon in the next show with another expert on another interesting topic. Until then, take care with lots of love. And remember, together we can and we are making more difference. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.